Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> You know very well who you are Don't let them hold you down before the start You had a goal, but not that many Cause you're the only one I'll give you good for everyone. However, we do cater to the novice female sports fans because we are in the business of educating the ladies in the fundamentals of baseball, basketball, and football. All right. We come to you each and every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. There are several ways for you to join this magnificent show. Oh, I said it. Yes. <laughs> One, pick up your telephones and dial 347-826-7924. You can also log on to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Sports 2 or you can catch us live and in living color as they will be doing here shortly. Facebook Live, Tina D. Jackson is the name. All right, don't forget to follow the show. Uh, go to that homepage again, blogtalkradio.com, forward slash Sports 2 that is the number two. Click on um, follow. Most importantly, make sure to activate your email, otherwise your name and number will not be counted. And then also you can find us in iTunes. Just type in Sports 2 with TJ and click subscribe. This gives you a little reminder, synopsis of what the show is going to be about, all of that good stuff. All right, so let's see what is on my mind tonight. It's hot. That's what's on my mind. We broke a record today here in Georgia. I can't remember how many years it stood, but, yeah, it's it's hot. It's going to be 85 degrees uh, at 11 o'clock tonight. How about that? So um, I know it's like that in, um, what's that, Phoenix, Arizona, and the likes of of those states, Nevada. But, um, hey, I'll, I'll take it. I like the heat. I prefer the heat over the cold. You can drive in the heat. You cannot drive in the in the snow and the ice. So, but I'll take it. All right. <laughs> um, little sad news. Um, I had the information uh, in the show, so we'll talk about that. Jalen Ferguson, um, football player, um, passed away um, 
earlier this week or last week. Um, but then I also found out uh, the passing of Caleb Swainigan. Uh, he died at the age of 25. Um, both of these young brothers just uh, supposed this one here with uh, Swainigan is uh, natural causes. Um, he was drafted in the first round by the Portland Trailblazers and did play three years um, in the NBA. But um, like I said, according to um, Corner uh, did die of natural causes, but just so young. So we want to make sure that we keep those families in our prayers. Um, on a lighter note, uh, the NBA draft is tomorrow, so the futures of the NBA will be revealed on tomorrow. So hopefully you guys will um, check in, uh, tune in, and catch that. And uh, hockey, it is the Stanley Cup Finals on again tonight. I believe this is what game? Four? Three? No, four. As you can see, I don't really follow hockey, but let's see if we can find that out. I know Tampa Bay, they finally won, so that's a good thing. So we'll have to see if they can tie it up or um, if the Avalanche will take a commanding lead in the Stanley Cup Finals. All right, so with that, let's go ahead and get to the rundown for tonight because it, oh, you already know, a jam-packed show for you. Well, they're back, y'all. Guess who's back? Golden State Warriors back as kings of the hill. What? We will talk about that. Um, yeah, we, we, we'll, we'll get into that. Is Kyrie Irving on the move? Say it ain't so. But what does this mean for Kevin Durant? What? And how important is it to be the bus driver? Not just to be a passenger on the bus, but do you need to really be driving the bus? Oh, we're going to talk about that. And Deshaun Watson settles 20 of the 24 suits. Oh, you know we will dive into that. NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball news and notes, Wednesday Wikipedia, Lucinda's lyrics, TJ's motivational moment. I already said it. It's another jam-packed show for you. So I hope you, I hope you are ready because we will be ready to bring it to you in full force. We're going to jump to our first break, and then on the outside of this, we'll have the ladies joining the show to talk, to debate, to discuss. Ooh, some dialogue I know it will be tonight. Uh, so we will be right back after our first break. The breaks tonight, um, some birthdays we'll be celebrating, so hopefully you will enjoy the music tonight. All right, but let's go ahead, jump into it, and then on the outside of it, the kings of the hill, Golden State Warriors, back on top. We'll talk about it right after the break. Yeah. 
For you celebrating a birthday, three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. So I'm just waiting for my ladies to join, uh, pressing number one so that I can bring them right on in. Trying to make sure I have everything I need here, y'all. Bear with me. Here we go. We are live on Facebook now. Yes, my auntie Kim, my auntie Karen. You already know Denise Green holding down the fort. I'm trying something new tonight. I'm not sure if it's working out the way that I intended, but Lord knows it's bringing a lot of heat tonight. How about that? All right, so let's see. Two out of the three. Let's see if my ladies are in the house tonight. Let's see, let's see. We're going to go ahead and do that roll call tonight. Terry, are you with me? All the way live. Janelle, are you in the higgity higgity house? Shriveling up on the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> and ain't blue. What they do? <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Janelle, uh, Janelle I like that. It's hot. It's not lying. She is not lying. It is hot. It has not been this hot since 1964. We broke a record today. It's hot. 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 Hot last for real. Okay. No pun intended. It is hot in the age. Growing up in Kansas City and Chicago, we had all right, how y'all doing this wonderful Wednesday? Bless, bless. Fabulous, fabulous. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> I love it, I love it. Well, all on accord. Go ahead without further NBA. Finals, two ladies called it. Everybody had the Warriors up to the girls today, and uh, it was with, uh, I, I mean, when Boston didn't take advantage of going up three, what was one, I, I knew it was. But, hey, shout out to the Golden State Warriors. They did the doggone thing. The Warriors took game six, their fourth title, eight, 103 to 90. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Janelle had the right team. 
but she say they would win in seven. So Miss Terry and I were accurate. Yeah. Okay. I actually Ooh, I, we being I, petty today. We being petty today. Oh, man. 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 Oh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, uh, Brown, 4.7 rebounds, 3 assists, Horford, 19 points. Jason Tatum, my goodness, if, of all the games you don't want to show up on. He had 13 points, shot 6 of 18 from the field. He shot 37% uh, from the field in this whole series, which was very disappointing. Marcus Smart only put in 9 points. Um, Boston, they lost their last three games. After going up 2-1 in the series, uh, first three-game losing streak since December 25th through the 29th. Worst time to have that. Tatum, 100 turnovers in these playoffs. That's in the entirety, 100. That is absolutely ridiculous. That was the most in NBA history. The Celtics, they finished game six with 23 turnovers, um, and they're 7-2 now in home finals games facing elimination. Um, and let's see, now let's go to the winners. Uh, Steph Curry, 34 points, shot 12 of 21 from the field, 6 of 11 from three points, uh, put in seven rebounds, seven assists. Green had his best game of the series, 12 points, shot 50% from the field, 12 rebounds, eight assists. Thompson, um, kind of a pedestrian night for him, but, hey, they didn't need him really. 12 points, five rebounds, two assists. Poole put in 15 points. For now, Steph Curry, he has his first NBA Finals MVP don't know if he really needed that to solidify his career, but, hey, why take chances? Go ahead and put it on your resume. Um, he's now the third guard with uh, 30 points per game in multiple finals. He joins um, Jerry West and Michael Jordan. He becomes the second oldest um, to win his first MVP uh, finals title. That only trails Will Chamberlain. Um, fifth player with multiple league MVPs and a finals MVP and scoring title. Uh, 31.2 points per game, that's only um, the only older player, I'm sorry, with 30 points per game in a finals was Michael Jordan. Uh, first player in NBA history with 150 career, three points made in the finals. For Steve Kerr, he is the sixth coach to win at least four titles, um, has nine titles altogether between uh, being a player and a coach. Second to win a championship in four different decades as a player or coach. He joins the illustrious Phil Jackson. Uh, the Warriors, they now have their seventh title in franchise history, and this was the main stack that I was not wanting the Warriors to gain because, yes, now um, they join the likes of the Celtics and the Lakers. They are the only two teams to have more, and they have now surpassed my Chicago Bulls with only six. Uh, let's see. And Golden State in this game six, they went on a 21 to nothing run. That's the longest in finals game history in 50 seasons. Um, man, I, I just and they're the first team since again my 1990s Bulls to win four titles in an eight season span. So um, yeah, it was a little personal for your girl why I didn't want the Warriors to win. But hey, can't cry over spilled milk. My, my Bulls are still in you know NBA lore. But dang it, Warriors have now. Surpassed them winning their seventh championship. So 
we'll go ahead and talk about it. I want to give the floor to the ladies because they did pick the Warriors. Um, so just talk about the overall series, um, how impressed you were with the Warriors, um, and also, you know, the Warriors now reclaiming, um, you know, their dynasty status and the fact that they did it the organic way, you know, building within. Um, just talk about, like I said, like I said, just talk about the overall, um, how you feel about the Warriors and their seventh, now seventh title, uh, four championships for Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Andre Iguodala, and uh, Draymond Green. Uh, Terry, we'll have you kick that off. Well, I just thought overall this, it was some, you know, real, real good uh, basketball. I really enjoyed watching it. Um, some of my games I had to go back and catch the highlights, but it was it was awesome, especially um, in Game Five when Draymond said that um, they pretty much you know shut Curry down because he didn't uh, score a lot of points there, and I don't think he got any threes there. Um, but he said he was going to come back strong in Game Six, and he did. He showed up and he showed out. I mean, he was just uh, hitting threes like they was going out of style. You know, Draymond did his part. Poole did his part. You know, it was just um, it was just an outstanding game. And overall, what I like about Game Six, once they won the championship, Draymond said no one had to. T- he didn't learn anything, but nobody had to tell him anything because he knew he was resilient. So that just put the icing on the cake. I'm like, I'm like okay. That's great, man. Yeah. Great he was, uh, he, Draymond just, you know, he, he just, he just extra. He just really extra, you know. But it, I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the playoff. It, it was great. Shout out, John. I, was, it was lovely. Congratulations. <laughs> What's going on, my 49ers? Y'all hit us up on the timeline. Give us four years winning. playing all of those sevens overall. Um, hey, look. Um, I I like that. Let's hear what you said about Jay because when he said that, <laughs> Steph Curry just looked at him and looked at him and shook his head. I say that boy just uh-huh. <laughs> they worried about me. They worried about me. But it's like you know, he go he did what he had to do. But it's like, dude, did you learn anything? You know what I mean? Mm. But I can say this: I was so proud of him. For for not fouling out because the boy always getting ejected. Okay, fouling out or just getting technicals where they just kicking them out. So I was so proud of Draymond. I really was, and he actually stepped it up more in his scores and and even I think he's had more rebounds than that. I don't know if he's had more in 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 uh, the playoffs, but he's had more than that. But still, I was so proud of him. I just like kudos to Draymond. But the Warriors as a whole, I knew Steph was going to do his thing. Did he play some defense or what did Steph Curry do? Yes, ma'am. That little man. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. I was so proud of him. He was playing defense. You know, and I'm like, he, he wasn't scared to get in there and bang the bodies. I, and, and, and because of his leadership and everything, I looked at Poole. Poole played better in defense. I mean, a lot uh-huh. of them, you know, some of them got into foul trouble. They didn't get into foul trouble, but they had their little fouls called and stuff. But it's just when you step it up like that, when when you're such a great player and you rise to the occasion like that, your team can't help but follow in your shoes. And so I was so proud of him. And even Clay, Clay still, you know, he, he's back 
back and forth. It didn't really matter because we wasn't relying on Clay. Clay, that 18, we needed, though, you know. But it was just it was just great to see them all step up. And even even my boy, y'all y'all been bragging about him. I'm still looking for how bad he is. Uh, the, the other bench guy, what's his name, uh, Peyton? I mean, he didn't. He didn't do that much, but I'm still looking for his performance like that. But 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 I can say they all was on that defense. They was playing that defense and trying to shut stuff down. And where one couldn't click, the other one was clicking. But I knew Curve was gonna rise to the occasion. I yes. just knew it. And he just he just he blessed my heart. I was just so and I was just happy for him to get that MVP. So when I write in my lyrics tonight, I said that they have four championships, and that's and I'm just talking about them as all together. I know they have seven total, but I'm I'm seeing four. So y'all don't you know don't don't think I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is the number to call tonight on LL. Ma'am, we say. All the time, defense wins championships, and those boys put it down. Everybody always wants to talk about the prowess of of, uh, Steph Curry's offense, but defensively, he's an excellent player, too. He literally held them to anybody he was guarding, three of 12, three of 12 shots, had made six, to make them make six turnovers in this last game. It was just phenomenal to watch him. It really was. On top of that, um, I, I was like Miss Lucinda. I was so proud of Draymond. I, I really was. I, I just I was so nervous that he was going to get out there and foul out, and he didn't. So congratulations to him because he was just <laughs> I, I, he did his thing. He did. I'm so excited for these boys. I truly am. My hats off to the Boston Celtics because they did have a, a fantastic um, year this year. But everybody forgot why they were so busy complaining and. Uh, about uh, Golden State not being able to handle their defense. Boston was one, but Golden State was right behind them. So let's not forget that Golden State is not only offensively fantastic, but they are defensively fantastic, too. So I'm just, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited that they um, that they were able to pull this off because I wanted Steph Curry to shut everybody's mouth. Everybody yeah. been talking about, oh, Golden State can't win another championship because Kevin Durant is not there. And, I mean, it's ridiculous the nonsense that we've been hearing. So they, he, on, he no longer has anything else to prove. Now, he feels like he has something else to prove. He said he just, he now just needs to get a, 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 a gold medal from the Olympics. But for us, he has nothing else to prove. He has done his job. Yeah. This team has been – and the best part, the best part about this team is the fact that everybody talked about the fact that you can't mix old heads with new heads, and that's exactly what they did. They have so many players that are in their early 20s and so many players that are in their mid to late 30s, and they were able to pull it off for the first time ever. This was the most fantastic thing. And the fact that they have been able to pull it off, shows that they're going to be around for a minute. I don't care what anybody says. If they can stay healthy, especially Clay and Curry, if the two of them can stay healthy, um, and now they have um, Poole and Looney is there and Peyton is there. They have so many good teachers in place right now. 
Yes, Wiggins, definitely Wiggins. They will they will be able to pull this off again and again. I I have no doubt that we will see them in the finals again. No doubt. They they the play in this entire series was phenomenal. And the the one thing that I love is the fact that when one person go down, when Clay, I mean when uh, Curry didn't show up, his team showed up for him, and they still ended up winning the game. I love it. I, I think it's absolutely fantastic when, when a team pulls together and does what they're supposed to do. So, yeah, I'm excited. I, I told you Jason Tatum can wait. He can get his another. And plus to the fact if he really wanted it, he would have did what Curry did and put the team on his back. He didn't even show up for that last game. You're going to leave me somewhere else, but yeah, we, we are definitely going to that. But I did want to go to uh, another um, timeline here because I want to ask you, you, know, you kind of alluded to well, but Sasha says, Wiggins was a great addition. I feel like the Warriors have a couple more runs left. Um, real quick, I just want to um, address um, I believe Is it just me, TJ, that you breaking nope. up? Ladies, is she breaking up on you guys or no? She is. She's, she's yeah, breaking she up is. on me, too. Yeah, she uh, is. I, I can't, I can't yeah. understand half the stuff you're saying. You, I hear some things, but it's, uh, 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 uh. Yeah, it's cutting out. Yeah, it's cutting out. I thought it was just me. Okay, let me, let me try Hello? Hello? Yes, yeah, we hear you okay. now. Yes, yeah, I have to take you off mute in order. To, yeah, I don't know what's going on with this phone line here. Um, okay, but we'll get through it, though. So whenever I speak, I'm just going to have to take myself, um, I'll have to take it off the speaker. So tonight we might kind of be talking over each other, so y'all just kind of listen for me if I'm trying to, you know, I just want to make sure that everybody can hear everybody one at a time, Okay. All right, so let's see here. Um, so, yeah, Shasha says, Wiggins was a great addition. You, you, all you ladies mentioned that. Um, she says, I feel like the Warriors have a couple more runs left. So that was going to be my next – was going to be my question. How many more titles do you see the, um, the, the Warriors, you know, the Warriors taking? And mind you now, don't forget, the West is deep. So, but how many, how many more titles can you see this core? Like you said, Janelle, if they are able to stay healthy, how many more titles do you see? We're going to run it back in the, um, in the reverse order. So, Janelle, you kick this one off. Um, honestly, I don't know. I know they at least have another one at least. Uh, it depend, like I said, it depends on the health, and it depends on if they can keep this, the core team together. Okay, so you say at least one more? And that, is that at least. And is that just because of the depth of the Western, uh, you know, the, the Western Conference? Yes. Yes, because they got a fight on their hands. And now that everybody sees that the Warriors have done it, they're going to be coming for them because Jay Moran is already talking. Mm. Well, I hope the uh, NBA listens to them and puts the Warriors and the Grizzlies on Christmas Day. Oh, I cannot wait. Yes. I hope that they be. Yes. Come on now. <laughs> yes. Come on. Yes. And, and I don't care. I don't care how many times they were supposed to meet, but I need them to at least meet about three or four times in, in this upcoming season. I cannot <laughs> wait for that matchup. <laughs> All right, um, hey Lou, how many how many more titles do you see the, the Warriors taking? Uh, I just wanted to. Uh, I just um, 
I think that they might have two more runs if they stay healthy. And I forgot, but, but Janelle, you didn't brought something in my ear, and that is Jeff Morant. Morant, he, that's right. When Let's see how healthy he gets. So, but um, I, I did want to say, too, that uh, the old and the new, the young and the old, just shows that they are great teachers and leaders because you, you taught them young boys some things to the point where they follow and they want to follow in your footsteps. So that was awesome, too. That just touched my heart, too. What's up, Larry? I'm in the house. Tasha, the Tasha the house. Thank you so much for being in the show tonight. And Tasha says, um, oh, hold on. Oh, no, Tasha also says, Stephen is simply the greatest shooter the world has ever seen. I mean, that is hands yes. down. Um, Tasha says, it was a great series. Steph is the truth. Good job, Warriors. Yeah, I mean, you can't take that from the brothers. He is. He will go down in history, the best shooter ever. Um Terry, how many more titles do you see the Warriors taking? I see them at least two, but I'm, I'm with the ladies. You know, if, if they stay healthy, then I think they can get two more. Uh, it would be a fight up against Morant, though, Joe Morant. But I, I think they can get two more if they stay healthy. Yeah, I, I think I'm with Janelle more so on the one, and that's only because of the Western Conference. we still got Phoenix in the mix. Um uh, they might need to get rid of a, a player, though, because I, I believe in jinxes. But anyway, um, so we got Phoenix in the mix. Um, you still have the, the up-and-coming of Luka, so you can't count out Dallas if they can get the, the right pieces. Um, you definitely can't, can't count out uh, Denver with, with the Joker. So, uh, and, and please, I'm, I'm, please let the basketball heavens, when we talk about injuries, please let the L.A. Clippers get healthy because I cannot wait to see a healthy Los Angeles Clippers with the talent of a, a Tyron Lewis, their coach. I mean, uh, I'm just waiting. And then, yes, you know, ma'am. we can get the, the geriatrics Lakers uh, back into at least, you know, the 20, oh, 23. Oh, uh, You know, I mean, we'll have to see if they can just get, get young. <laughs> so, yeah, I um, – I'm with, I see one. I definitely see one. Um, but I must admit, just the raw and pure emotion that came out of Steph Curry, I don't know what it is about me, but there is nothing more um, – it, it just touches my soul when I see a grown man cry just genuine tears. Um, I felt the same way when MJ won his first. Um, I was upset this, this is the reason I was upset when LeBron won his first one with Miami because his reaction was more of a, yeah, yeah, I did it, I won. You know, y'all, it was like in his mind you could see him saying, yeah, I came to Miami, I won it, I did what I set out to do. But it was just that the, the raw emotion of, of the, the journey and, and all of the hard work. And then when he finally won one for Cleveland, I was like, that's what I'm talking about. That's the raw emotion that you want to see. And just for Curry, um, winning in game six, just that raw emotion of, of the, the, like I said, the journey, the trials, the ups and downs, losing Clay, um, him going out last year with the broken wrist. Uh, you know, you can have all the talent in the world and you know you deserve to be somewhere, but when you, when you have to climb that mountain once again, you've been there, you fall off, and then you climb it back again, I don't know. That, just that raw emotion, it was uh, it, it was. It was it was a beautiful sight to see. Any Mark? most definitely. 
Most definitely. I agree 100%. And, and Clay Thompson, he was another one who was in tears. And for him, it was even more so, his tears were more so powerful because he said that he just did not believe that with all his back to, with his back-to-back injuries that he was going to be able to get back there. It was his teammates who made him believe that they could do it. So I'm just I'm yeah. so excited for all those boys. Yeah, and he Go ahead, and they encourage they encourage Clay they encourage Clay you know Curry and, and all the boys. But you got to remember they were number four. This was the number four team playing the number one team. But it just goes to show, and I'm not trying to go in the shade, but Boston was number one, and then they played the East Side number four. Boston was two. So that Miami Heat was one. Boston was one. Miami Heat was one in the East this year. Okay, so Boston was number two. Okay, but number one was uh, so he couldn't even get past the number two team. Okay, but then Boston and number two go come play the number four. It just 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 shows that the West Side is strong. (laughs) Larry, what? Says if the Warriors get a center, they can win a couple of more. Draymond can't defend the paint alone. Man-to-man defense and paint scoring is all I see an issue with. That is so true, Larry. Yeah, they definitely need a more dominant uh, figure in the in the paint. Uh, the Warriors do, but as you can see, you know they took um, Robert Williams, the center for the for the for the Celtics. I mean, he did his thing. Don't get me wrong, Make and I believe. A, I believe a healthy Robert Williams is going to to take them a little bit further. But I agree with you. If they if they get somebody in the paint for the Warriors, but again, it, it's still going to be an upward upward battle uh, because the West is just so deep. I mean, I ain't even I ain't even name what uh, Utah. Um, if they can come back, um, uh, I don't think the Pelicans are going to do anything. But yeah, just even the two LA teams, Dallas, uh, Phoenix, and Memphis. Oh, and Minnesota. I mean, can't Minnesota? They 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 they're on the up and you know uh, upward climb as well. But um, it'd probably be a couple more years for Minnesota. But the West is deep. I, I it's going to be fun to watch. Strong. That's for sure. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. Okay, so let's talk about it, y'all, Boston. And and we talked about who needed to who needed to have the big game, who was going to be the X factor, um, or who needed to step up more between Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And all of you ladies pretty much said Jalen Brown, you know, he needed to, to, to make his mark um, because he had been a little inconsistent. And I think we took it for granted that Jason Tatum was going to show up, period. Um, but I did mention that Jason needed to have the game of his life, and it seemed like he shrunk to the lowest of lows. I'm like, Jason, Really? Really, of, uh, and a hundred turnovers in the the, the finals altogether. What is going on? But anyway, I digress. But ladies, what do you think? Um, what do you think Boston um, is lacking, or, or what do they need to add um, for them to be back? And do you think we'll see Boston back um, anytime soon uh, with the in the um, you know representing the East? Because the East is you know it's not as dominant as the West, but there's a lot of teams. You know, as we saw, Milwaukee. You can't count them out. Miami. Um, you know, they, they are going to only get stronger. My Bulls, I think if we can stay healthy, we will be um, a testament 76ers. So there's still a lot of competition in the East. Do you see Boston being able to make it back uh, to the finals as well? Um, and Lou, we'll have you kick that one off. Um, yeah, I see them. They probably come back. They'll, they'll be in the playoffs. I don't know about the finals per se. Possibly. Uh, but some of the other teams might, you know, step up on them and get their number. They, but they, what they really need to do is work on consistency. 
because the boy, the talent is there, but they might they don't show up every night to play defense. You can say what you want about Curry, but that boy will shoot until he shoots himself out of a slump. These guys, they 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 just, I mean, me personally, when they was down at twenty some points to pull them out, uh, I guess maybe because they just couldn't shoot or whatever. But I would have been trying to catch up, you know, because the way they shoot threes, they could easily hit twenty some points in, you know, in about six to seven shots, you know. But um, but I just I just think they need to be more consistent. They are, uh, you know, and 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 uh, and where one might be be lacking, they need to as a team. The other ones need to step it up, and nobody really did that. Now, what the boy did, he could. Uh, uh, the dark team one, what was his name? He did. He was the best player uh, um, in game six. Uh, Taylor Brown, name? y'all know him. Yeah, he, he, you know, he did his thing. But like you say, Tatum didn't show up. Tatum thought he was playing in a, in a sandbox or something. I don't know what he thought. And then the <laughs> other one, uh, Chris, uh, the green hair. I, I keep forgetting that boy. Green hair. Mark, yeah, Mark, he, Mark. He, He's not consistent. I mean, the one minute he's blocking people, and then he's drawing files and doing criminal stuff. Then the next minute, it's like they're silent. They're just not consistent, and you need consistency. I can, I definitely, I can definitely agree with that. Um, Terry, what are your thoughts on Boston? I agree with Miss Lucinda. I think it's you know the consistency. They they just you know it was smart you know. As she said, you know, he's he's there, he'll show up one minute, the next minute, you know, he's fouling and, you know, doing everything. Um, but, you know, um, Brown, he really did, you know, he, he did good. He stepped up to the plate. But they need to have consistency because, you know, they just had too many turnovers. They had told too many turnovers in, in game six. They had it in other games, but in game six I think they had more. Um, but they just need to say that again, Tina. Twenty-three, twenty-three turnovers. No, yeah, yeah. That that was just entirely too many uh, turnovers. You you just said, okay, you just came to be on the court just to say you showed up. You know, you can't have that many turnovers if you want to win. If you want to win the playoffs, you know, it just don't it it don't add up. As you said, uh, Ms. Lucinda said with Curry, you know, Curry, his team, when he was down and they was, you know, shutting him down, blocking his shots and keeping him from making threes, his team stepped up to the plate. But Curry, he pulled his – he carried his team on his back. So that's what Tatum is going to have to do. But I, I think they will uh, be back if they don't make it to the playoff. It'll be – they'll at least be in the – I'll say in the top. Okay. Uh, okay. I think it's only about five of them in the East right now. Well, right, yeah, right now I think it's only five in the East. <laughs> Shout out to you, Larry. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the show tonight, Larry. Um, t- I'm sorry, Terry. And I forgot to ask you at the top of the show. How long do we have you for tonight? Two. Ooh, yeah. All, right, I'm all right. yours, baby. All yours. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I didn't want to cut you yeah. off. Will you, you finish with your thoughts? <laughs> Yes, I'm I'm finished. Thank you. 
All right, 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. Larry also says a healthy Nuggets team will definitely be a problem. I am in total agreement with that. Yeah, Um, yeah. the all love Tina G. Jackson. I love you, Larry. Thank you so much for tuning in. Marty, what's going on with you? Thank you for tuning in to the show tonight. All right, Janelle, your thoughts on uh, Boston and, you know, what do they need? And will they be back? Okay. So so I'm going to tell you. Uh, I'm, I'm, about to, I'm about to blow your mind with, this, with, with my last thought. But um, the, Jason Tatum needs to use this, take this seriously to heart and use this uh, summer to get himself together. He has got to stop turning over the ball. That's number one. I want to give my hats off to Al Horford because he did exactly what I told you he was going to do. His boy went, he wouldn't step up. So he did step up and pulled out 19 points, but that's not enough. Not when your star player is not doing what they're supposed to be doing. The entire team needs to work on playoffs, but you want, I mean, needs to work on turnovers, but you want to know what they really need? Let me tell you. I think that they need to figure out a way to get uh, Damian Lillard traded to Boston, replace Marcus Smart as the point guard, move Marcus Smart to the forward spot, and then um, have him replace Al Horford and let Al Horford be a bench man. Yes, ma'am. Let me tell you why. Because Damian Lillard's uh, basketball IQ is a whole lot higher, and he's better able to see on the floor and make decisions and move the ball and move the game forward the way it's supposed to be. They are not utilizing him the way they're supposed to be in Portland, and he does not have the pieces that he needs to um, to be successful and get a ring, period. That's what needs. Well, that's what Boston needs. You want to know what they need? That's what they need. Janelle, you took the words right out of my mouth. That is exactly where I was going, and and I'm talking about from the top to the bottom. Jason Tatum, I said it at the beginning because this is what I thought. I really thought this was going to be Boston's year. Jason Tatum disappointed in the most uh, highest of disappointments. I mean, they did wonderfully up until they got to the finals, and then Jason just disappeared. Um, If you are going to be – if you want to be regarded as that elite player, you know, you want to be in the talks with the, with the greats up there, you have to show up in the most trying times. Game six, there's no – Steph Curry did the blueprint for you in game four. I mean, it, you couldn't have seen it on, on display more better than what, what um, Steph Curry did when he had those 43 points, put the team on his back. In Game Four, that is what Jason, uh, that is what the Boston Celtics needed for Jason Tatum to do in Game Six. I don't care how you get back to 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 Golden State for Game Seven, but Jason, it was on the backs of the back of Jason Tatum to get them there, and he totally disappointed. Um, so it, it makes me rethink. You know, is he really ready? Does he have it in him? I mean, I know you know sometimes you need to get beat down before you can, um, you know, before you can rise to the occasion. But this was just an all-out APB. I mean, Jason, I could understand if he put up 43 or 34 or 38 and then they still lost. He just was nowhere to be found. He turned, it was like he just gave the ball up more than he was trying to shoot it. So that's one. Tina, and you I hit told- the nail on the head, though. You hit the nail on the head, though. He's, he's young. He wasn't ready. He's not ready. The boy's only 24. He just wasn't ready. But, Janelle, you can, but Janelle I, I mean, you can say that, but what about Trey Young? It, Trey Young showed you last year. It doesn't matter how young. It doesn't matter if it's your first time being there. Sure. When you are that dog, when you have it in you, it's in you. Sure. I don't. I can't. Sure. I can't. Woof, 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 woof. 
Uh-uh. Stop, Lou. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, you know what? Hey, Lou, I'm... I have to give her applause because it was a dog and she sounded like a dog. She didn't sound like yes. a chicken. Yes, I was ready to say, yes, yes. She got the animal right this time. Good job. Yes. Right. That's what I was going to say, uh, Janelle. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, though, I mean, it's just, and, and for, for the second part of what you said, I am in total agreement. And, you know, you brought up uh, Damian Lillard because, you know, the person I was thinking, and we talked about Damian Lillard, Lillard uh, a few months ago, you know, having him move and what would be a good fit for him. But you know who else I was thinking? What about a John Wall? What do you think John Ooh, Wall yes. would do with, with, the, with the Boston Celtics? Because I'm in total agreement yes. with you. Marcus Smart needs to be moved to his to his primary position, I think, which would be a forward, because he's not a point guard. I don't think he, he works well with um, – now, he, he's a good assist, you know, player. But for him to come down and, and be the floor general, I don't think that's using Marcus Smart to his to – his, um, Capabilities. He needs to be able to just right. and, 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 and move and be able to be free with the ball and not be the floor general. So I was thinking of John Wall, but I'm I'm filling you with Damian Litter, but what you think about John Wall? Yeah, I agree. That would be a good fit too. That would be a fantastic yeah. fit. Man, I didn't even think about that. That that would be oh my goodness, that would be prime. One though. I I'm with you. I think either one would definitely get Boston to, to that next well, I think they well, they at the next level, but um, getting them over the hump. But but none of that matters if Jason Tatum, um, if if he can't find it within him. I mean, we know even LeBron when he was losing though, he was putting the team on his back. He he was leaving everything out there. He just didn't have enough talent around him. Boston is entirely too talented, and they've shown us what they're capable of. All the, the run up until the finals. Um, so yeah, Jason Tatum, he just he just went to bed on on this one to me. But uh, but yeah, wonderful. He wonderful said he went to bed. bed. Oh my word. Yeah, he. <laughs> just needed to be changed oh, after game six. Three, four, seven, eight, like six. Like that, um, <laughs> like that, um, um, Steph Curry when he felt his arm like they was going to sleep, he was putting him to sleep. <laughs> so he went. I guess he put a uh, Tatum to sleep. Sure did. In and the not, words of old, old girl he, from um. He, in the in the words from old girl from um uh what was it New Jack City <laughs> rock a bye baby did y'all see Claire, uh, uh Steph when he put that ring his hand up to show him that I need another ring <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yep. <laughs> No, but I think that's the I think that's the move. This because you remember um, Aaron Donald, he did that in his in his game, you know, when he played against us. And, uh, uh-huh. in the Super Bowl. Okay. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. What's up, Frederick? I see you in the house. My cousin Tam Tam Tamara Taylor Wood in the house tonight. All right, ladies, so let's go ahead. We're still sticking with, oh, uh, real quick, I want to give these stats. So now players who have won four-plus rings, multiple league MVPs, and now a finals MVP. Steph Curry joins LeBron James, Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Tim Duncan, and Michael Jordan. So shout-out to you, Steph. You have uh, cemented yourself in NBA lore. All right. So now uh, let's So let's move to um, some more talk here in basketball news. Oops, there's a lot of somebody wrestling some papers or something. So loud. 
Okay. So, um, so let's move to another um, uh, news topic here. Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets. They are reported to be at an impasse on contract negotiation. Now, really, I really don't care about the contract negotiation part. Um, it's just the simple fact that Kyrie Irving is even remotely thinking that he may need to move from from the the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I would think that. Don't get me wrong. Let me say this: Kyrie Irving is box office. We all know that. Um, not too many players give us the excitement that, that Kyrie Irving does when he's on the court. And he did remind us of, of that uh, in the, the, the first first series when they politely got booted out by Foster. But he is definitely explosive and fun to watch. But with that being said, he has to be on the court in order to show us what he can do. And Kyrie Irving tends to be unavailable more than he is available. So with that being said, how you think you can uh, have a leg to stand on is beyond me. But, again, this is Kyrie Irving, and we know he moves to the beat of his own drum. But uh, it appears that, that Brooklyn, they are kind of not too eager to shell out a lot of money. I don't blame them. Ladies, I want to get your opinion on that. But uh, the main thing that I want to talk about, though, is if, <laughs> if they cannot come to an agreement, and Kyrie Irving feels the need to move on from Brooklyn because they are not willing to give him the payday that he thinks he deserves. I think we all understand and probably know that any team would be willing to give Kyrie, you know, to, to just empty the bank uh, because of his services. But if he does decide to move on, how should old Kevin Durant feel about that? And how should Kevin Durant feel even now with the talks that they can't even come to, a, a sense, come to an agreement? Um, Janelle, I want to have you kick that one off. Um, Kyrie needs to get it together. Let, let's just, uh, they need to figure out a way to work this out because he does not need to move to another team. Let's just be clear on that. Now, if I were Kevin Durant right now, I would be a little frustrated. Reason being is because I came here. Um, because we were set up to be able to win a title. And you don't play half the year because you don't want to get a shot. Um, I mean, it's just all kind of tomfoolery going on up there. It's just he he should feel frustrated right now. He honestly should. Um, I don't know that – I don't know that that Kyrie is, is possibly the problem in the negotiations. But he needs to humble himself. He really does because it's because of him that um, and the decisions that he made being selfish. And I'm I'm just saying because you you have the right uh, you know to do whatever you want to do with your own body. But for me, I find that when you're in a situation where you're playing and uh, you're uh, in a sport that other people depend on you, you can't just take yourself uh, your your own. Um, Selfish needs and make decisions like that. You you play for a team. Other people are dependent on you. So he needs to humble himself and realize that they didn't make uh, they didn't make it as far as they were supposed to because of that situation. They didn't get the opportunity to play and and get that um, get that nailed together the way that they were supposed to over the course of a year because it takes time to 
you know, get that camaraderie together to be able to, to know each other's moves without looking. It takes time to build that, and they didn't get a chance to do that because he didn't play half the year. I'm going to need him to put, put, put his big boy pants on and be a little humble <laughs> and do like Steph did. Because if you remember correctly, Steph, uh, a few years back before he just signed this recent contract, he took so much less money than what he was worth so that he would be able to um, stay in Golden State and build the type of team that he wanted to be a part of. And that worked out perfectly. You can take a little less money. You can do it. It's nobody's trying to say that you're not worth the money. It's just that if if you are actually trying to do what you're supposed to do, which is win a ring, with a win a championship with a with a dominant team, sometimes you got to take a loss. Tom Brady did it in, in football. I mean, when you when you know that you have that kind of skill, you should be willing to make that kind of sacrifice. Let's just be honest. I totally agree. And you know what, and I'm sorry, um, but you, you just um, reminded me of my 1B question to this. And I want, ladies, I want you to put your GM hats on. Would you be willing, if you were the GM, would you be willing to pay Kyrie Irving the max contract, knowing his history of, and, and it's not even with, the, with um, just the vaccine. We know Kyrie Irving, he had, um, what was it, last year, he took off a, a few games. Uh, I think he went to attend his, his sister's uh, birthday party or something, but he claimed that, you know, he, he had some personal issues he was going through. Um, now, mind you, he has been hurt a, a few seasons, you know, especially um, the bubble, um, going into, into the, or the bubble season. Um, but so outside of injury, we know that Kyrie Irving shows up when, when he gets ready to show up. So as a GM, putting your GM hat on, would you be willing to, give him max dollars? Uh, would you feel comfortable or confident in giving him that? So, Janelle, finish that uh, one beat before I move on to Terry. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And that's why I'm saying that uh, that Kyrie needs to humble himself. You need to prove to these people that you actually worth the money that they're trying to pay you. Let's just be real. And, and he has not done that so far. He hasn't. I, now, don't get me wrong. His skill set alone is worth the, the uh, is worth a supermax deal. But all this extra stuff that surrounds it, no, no, sir, no, sir. We're not doing that. Okay. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight. We are talking about Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets being at an impasse on contract negotiations. Uh, Terry, your thoughts on. <laughs> Just uh, how should KD feel? Um, just with the simple fact of the the thought of Kyrie, abs- you know, possibly leaving, um, and then put your GM hat on. I think um, uh, Janelle just summed it all up. You know, she said a mouthful, and uh, Kyrie really needs to humble himself um, because even I mean, he may think feel that he's worth the money, and they should pay him the full amount that he's asking for, but in order to get paid, you got to show up and you got to perform. You just can't get a lump sum of money and then show up when you want to show up. It don't work that way. So, and KD should feel really, really, you know, really, really bad because, you know, they put together to win a championship. And now Kyrie possibly want to be moved. No, he don't need to be moved. He need to be placed where he's at, 
humble himself, get on the floor and perform. And then we'll negotiate your contract later on. That's it. Hey, Lou, what do you think? I feel that he's not worth it, that they should, I wouldn't, as a GM, I wouldn't give him the pull, because like I say, that inconsistency, people are not consistent, you know, you just, that, that, that's part of giving them top pay is one that you can rely on, and he hasn't proven himself that way, and I disagree with uh, Janelle and Miss Terry. You know, I I firmly believe I, I do believe again, talent wise, he, he is Max Dollar. You you show up to see what, what Kyrie we watch um the Brooklyn Nets to see the chemistry or, or the, the potential I should say of uh, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. The anticipation of when when these when these two came together uh to meet up in Brooklyn, the anticipation was just off the charts. Um we just kinda feel um, robbed, you know, because we, we haven't been able to see it on full display at their highest potential to play. Um, I think we we mentioned this at the beginning of the at the beginning of the playoffs. The fact that it was Boston and the Nets in round one that was a travesty in itself. There's no way that we should have had that matchup um, in the first round. But why did we have it? Because Kyrie was available only half the season, and the Nets ended up in the what the eighth spot. Um, so, so, Janelle, I'm in total agreement with, with you with that. There's no way you can build chemistry in a month because that's when the when the um, uh, the thing got lifted for uh, New Yorkers to be able to play without being vaccinated or to go to work, I should say. So, I don't know if I'm KD. I think I'm I'm kicking myself twice now because one. We know that he was not vocal during the season when Kyrie decided to not get vaccinated. Again, his decision, what you want to put in your body, we understand that, but it's not just about you. And the fact that you had this, this brother come to Brooklyn to be with you, it was a, it was a, a, a two, two-part deal. Brooklyn did not want Kyrie without Kevin Durant. Let's just keep it real. So you, you, you bring the man there, and then you just leave him out on the island by himself. So I think, I think Kevin should have been more vocal in that aspect. And now you add this onto it where it's like, bro, come on now. I mean, uh, I'm nobody's punching bag. How are you just going to just keep my future in, in the wings and the balance like this? This, this isn't fair. Um, so I want to ask you ladies now, if Kyrie, you know, does decide or, or if, if Brooklyn feels like they don't want to pay him the money because they can't depend on him, and let's say Kyrie does leave, should Kevin Durant um, demand to be traded or let go? Should he demand an exit out of Brooklyn as well? Um, hey, Lou, kick that one off. But you said you said the question was say should he be kicked out because Kevin Durant doesn't want to say that again? No, if Kyrie decides to leave, should then uh-huh. Kevin Durant ask to be traded? Should he should he request to be let go if Kyrie does leave? Well, I guess I would expect, if if he wants to be on a winning team, probably so, unless they're gonna get some more people up in there. So uh yeah, because I think his his main reason for coming was contingent on on him playing with Kyrie, and that hasn't happened yet. You know, consistently. Eric, what do you what do you think? 
Yeah, I think that um, if Kyrie ends up leaving, I think Durant, he'd need to go to a winning team, a team, someone he can work with to, you know, if not get the championship, you know, at least get close to it. But I don't think he he need to stay there unless, you know, uh, as Mr. Lucinda said, unless they, you know, bring, build up a, a good team that he can work with and possibly, you know, championship material. But he should definitely move. Janelle? Absolutely not. Kevin Durant got something to prove right now. They talked all that smack when he left OKC and went to Golden State um, to win the rings. Now, he done left thinking that he's going to win them with the Brooklyn Nets. And because his key player that he thought was going to be there with him is not, he if, if, if Kyrie ends up leaving, Kevin Durant needs to stay where he is and demand that they build a team around him because he can't afford to keep team hopping like this. Because who's to say that he's going to land someplace that's going to be good enough to get him a ring? Who's to say that he's going to land someplace that's good enough that he's going to be able to show and prove that he can get a ring without um, without moving himself to another Golden State type situation? He needs to stay right where he is. I love it. I love it because that is going to lead our next topic. We have somebody who wants to talk to us, so we are going to go to the phone lines here. Ooh, Janelle, you just, woof, I love it. Here we go. Let's see here. We have 513-288. You are on the phone with the ladies. Tell us your name and where you are calling from. Hi, my name is Jim. I'm calling from Philadelphia. Hello. Did you say Jim? Mm-hmm. Hi, Jim. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Well, I've been listening to you guys for a little bit. I'm actually a talent scout, and I'm actually want, and, and wanting to know if you guys want to get syndicated and what your guys' thoughts are. Jim, am I being what? punked? I would love to be syndicated. I'm sorry? <laughs> I said, am I being punked? Yeah. I would love to be syndicated. No. <laughs> I, well, I wanted it to be genuine. That's why I wanted it to call, call in live. What?
topic here because we know that one Charles Barkley, he was on Get Up on Friday, and he mentioned um, that, you know, the old heads um, will not see Kevin Durant as, I don't want to say as a champion, but until he wins a championship outside of Golden State, there's always going to be like that asterisk. I'm paraphrasing, of course, but this is basically the, the gist of what he was saying. And that, um, you know, the old heads, they're going to say that he needs to win a title um, basically on his own lore, uh, not off of the backs of a 73-win team that just didn't happen to win the championship that year. And so right. with that um, – you know, and he's not taking anything away from, from Kevin Durant, from his talent or anything like that, but basically just saying that he needs to win a championship with a team on his own as the bus driver, okay? So Kevin Durant, you know, he loves to clap back. He got on the Twitter, and he says, I quote, all this bleep is nasty. Another terrible analogy from a hating old head that can't accept that we making more bread than them. It's just timing, Chucky. Don't hate the player. End quote. So, um, with that, <laughs> uh, let's see. I think there was something else I wanted to say. Um, okay. Oh, yes. And Tim Legler, um, we all know that he's a, a, an analyst off of uh, on ESPN as well. And Tim Legler, I think this was the best analogy that he could say or how it could be put. He said that um, it wasn't necessarily that. Kevin Durant wasn't the bus driver because he was in, you know, he was the head of that, pretty much that snake that that did help contribute to those two wins. But he said that the bus was registered in Steph Curry's name. Kevin was just driving. So the bus wasn't his, you know, it was registered in someone else's name, but he was driving the bus. I just thought that was a great analogy. So my question, ladies, first, do you agree or disagree with Barkley that, Kevin does need to probably win one on a team, either where it is him and Kyrie, or like Janelle was saying, build a team around him. Do you think he needs that to solidify him as a champion? That's my 1A question. Um, so, Janelle, I'll have you start off that first. Okay, so I'm a, I'm in agreement with the asterisk. I'm definitely in agreement with that because, uh, let me just be honest, what he should have done is just stayed in OKC because that team right there, they were primed to do it. But with him leaving like that, it definitely broke apart what they were trying to do. So in my opinion, yes, he he definitely he definitely gets the asterisk. Um I, I think that um I don't get me wrong because there was a time where I thought Kevin Durant was the best player in the league. He he needs to he needs to be someplace where he can show the kid that he is the Kevin Durant that we expect him to be and can put a team on his back and take them where they need to go. But it's a team sport. You can't do it on your own. So if if like I said, if they can't if they can't get this situation settled with Kyrie, they've gotta build a team around him because he's got to be able to prove that he can do this without being moved to a team that's already set to do it. Hey, Lou, what are your thoughts? Do you agree or disagree with Charles Barkley that um, Kevin Durant needs to be the bus driver of his own team? I agree with Janelle. Okay. Terry, your thoughts? I agree as well. He needs to be the bus driver. 
Yeah, I I definitely agree with Chuck that you know, not just that old mentality. You know, I think that's the difference, the difference between the old you know the old old school basketball and this new generation, i.e. the start of LeBron James. You know, nothing taking away from a player. Um, taking their own destiny, you know, in their hands. Because we all know teams will drop a player at the drop of a hat. They don't need a reason. They try to come up with reasons, but they move players all the time. There's nothing wrong with the player taking his career in his own hands. Um, but just that, that hopscotch, trying to find a team to, to win a championship, that just, the, the old heads, they, they just didn't do that. Um, now, Barkley? I think he did move from the 76ers to the Phoenix, you know, in, in search of a ring. But, you know, it was uh, it was a little bit different. He was still the top dog on, on each of his teams that, um, you know, when he was in pursuit of his championship. But so I do agree with that, that the asterisk is going to be there uh, for Kevin Durant. But now I want to ask the 1B question, ladies. What are your opinions on Kevin Durant's clapback? Um, one, the fact that, you know, he's just saying that, you know, the – the old heads can't accept that these new players are making more bread than them. Um, I'll say my thoughts, but the, yeah, the fact that he brought money into it um, to say that that's why, or to imply that that might be why Chuck is hating. So one, how do you feel about him, you know, responding in period, but then bringing money into it like he's jealous of the the amount of money that the, the new players are making nowadays. Um, Terry, we'll have you kick that one off. First of all, I don't think he should have brought um, money in it, and it, I think he just need to um, accept the fact that he needs to um, take lead and do what's necessary um, in order to, you know, be the leader of a team and not try to bring money in it or bring, you know, the younger generation in. So I, I think that was just, you know, unnecessary, uncalled for. He just needs to uh, step up to the plate and do what he needs to do. Hey, Lou? I've been to the heart-to-mouth speech. So I guess he, he, he has a problem. He might feel like they should be making more money than what they pay in the young folks. Uh you know, you can't say yay, nay on that, you know, because he's just speaking what he's feeling. Okay. 347-826-7924, is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. That's the fearsome foursome in the house representing a full round table for you tonight. Ain't Lou, Terry, Janelle, and TJ. Janelle, your thoughts on... Kevin Durant's clap back and uh, him bringing money into the situation. Um, let me just be honest and say sometimes the best response is no response at all, um, especially in a situation where you you need to you need to be able to uh, prove somebody wrong. Money mm-hmm. has nothing to do with it. It really doesn't. Um, they literally the so-called old heads are trying to make the point that they didn't do the type of things that these new players these new players are doing now. 
where they, you know, get upset that they can't get done what they need to get done, so they move to another team. You do like like a Michael Jordan who was constantly at the at the brink of it but couldn't get over the hump and realized that he needed to do something about himself in order to make it happen. You work on you and then allow them to build the team the way the team needs to be built, and then you stay right where you at and you go ahead and get that ring. You can't get upset because somebody is making a point. His point is valid. If you want to prove him wrong, keep your mouth shut and prove him wrong. Come on, Janelle. Very well said, Janelle. Um, I think that we all, let's see, the fact that these players allow um, – and, and, and this is just a aside here because this is Charles Barkley. He is top 75 Hall of Famer. Um, but the the fact that some of these players need to or, or feel the need to respond to things on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, it just it boggles me because how does somebody that you don't even know, how do you allow them to get you so to the point where you just feel like you you always have to clap back? But now that's I digress right. because this is Charles Barkley. Um, I think this this statement right here shows the immaturity of a one Kevin Durant. And that disappoints me because you've been in the league long enough to not have this type of reaction. Um, Any player who plays in this era, I think they are aware of how the Charles Barkleys, the Shaquille O'Neals, the Michael Jordan, even the Bill Russells feel about this new uh, Isaiah Thomases, um, how they feel about this generation. It's a lot softer. The game is softer, not the players, but the game is softer. With that comes the fact that these players are making an exorbitant amount of money that they receive. It's not on extended contracts. It's not like the NFL where it's signing bonuses or guaranteed money. When these NBA players sign their contracts, all of that is their money. They sign a $130 million contract, they are receiving $130 million. But why are you able to receive that type of money? Kevin Durant, um, Draymond Green, uh, anyone who seems to have a problem with people who clap back with him, the old heads clap back, you know, speaking to them. It's because you are riding on the backs of the old heads who paved the way for you. So if they have an opinion on whatever it is, I would think you would want to just kind of digest it, see where they're coming from. You may not agree. I'm not saying that you have to agree with everything they say. I'm not saying that in the least. But just listen to what they say. Listen to what they're trying to teach you and tell you. For you to bring money into this, Charles Barkley said nothing about how much money you were making and the fact that you needed, you needed to win a ring because of all the money you're making. You, you, you need to stay on a team because you, money never came out of, of Charles Barkley's mouth. So for you to insert that, Again, to me, it just shows the immaturity that you obviously um, that that you have or that you are. Um, anybody who has a problem with people that think that there might be an asterisk next to Kevin Durant for leaving OKC to go to the team that beat him, they already had seventy three wins. And you go to join forces with them, that's a, that's a juggernaut. Nobody was going to beat that Warriors team outside of injury. Nobody. We all know that the, the only reason that 
um, that the, the Cavaliers were able to win. One, Draymond Green got kicked out of, uh, what was that, game five. He was he was uh, suspended because he had too many technicals. That allowed, you know, um, uh, the Cavaliers to, to you know, to, to get another game under their belt. And did they take advantage in game seven? Yes, they did. I do not take that away from the Cavaliers. But let's be real. We all expected the, the Warriors to just, that was going to be a, a dominant reign of the Warriors with KD, Steph, Clay, and, and Draymond. Um so again, just just the immaturity I think that that Kevin is showing um, is disappointing to me, because mm, it has nothing to do with money, Kevin, um, and nobody's hating on you because you're making so much money. We're we're dis we're not only want to say disappointed. We're just we're just stating that mm, in order for you really to get the respect that you are due, you're going to need one. You're going to need one without the Golden State Warriors. And I don't have a problem with what Chuck said. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. Ladies, any uh, any comments on that before we jump to a break? Nope, I'm in agreement with you. Nope, I'm in agreement. Nope. Well, on that note, then we are going to put a slight pin in it. We're going to jump into our last break, and then on the outside of this, it will be time. It will be time for the baddest lady in the land when her pen hits that. Had. Yes, it will be time for Lucinda's lyrics right after the break. Oh, it is the fearsome foursome in the house. Janelle, A. Lou, Terry, TJ. And we'll be right back after the break. I'd like to know the taste of honey in my life, in my life. Well, I've shared so many pains, and I've played so many games. Oh, but everyone finds the right way somehow. Someday 
Secret Ladies Love Sports 2 with TJ. Oh, yes, they do. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. And you already know the clock on the wall. What does it say? It says it is time. It is time for the baddest lady in the land when her pen hits that pad. Yes, it is time for Lucinda's lyrics. So, Miss Lucinda... What do you have on tap for us tonight? Good evening, LL Sports 2. I have some exciting NBA news for you. Those Warriors pulled off game six, like I said, just putting the Celtics to bed. They saw red. Stop! They won it 103 to 90. These guys were strong and mighty. Congratulations to the entire team, especially to Draymond Green. He actually played well and didn't get ejected. His performance was superb, needed, yet unexpected. He had 12 points and 12 rebounds with 8 assists, telling Boston, we got this. Wiggins had 18 points and Clay had 12. Into Boston's offense, they delved. Poole had 15, and Peyton contributed six. These warriors performed a lot of tricks. The man of the hour and MVP was Steph Curry, you see. He had 34 points, seven rebounds, and seven assists. His defense was something you wouldn't want to miss. His leadership and fervor encouraged everyone, and that's the reason why they won. They played as a defensive team on another man's ground. After defeating the Celtics, you could barely hear a sound. Congratulations, Warriors, on your fourth NBA championship. I'm so proud of you for not allowing this game to slip. And you silenced the negativity from the naysayers' lips. Hush. You better do it, ain't Lou. 
better do it. Not hush. Now I'm, I'm look. I am a little confused though. What was that noise you made on the when you said they put him to bed? Now, I didn't know you could make noise when you say you put him to bed. Now, what, what, what was that? Snore. I was trying to snore. I don't know. Oh. Snore. <laughs> I was trying. What the monkey? What the monkey? What the monkey? I don't need you to stop with the snore. Let it go. <laughs> let it go. She got the dog right. Let let the snoring go. <laughs> Oh, uh, hey, Lou, you were you were on a roll. Oh, I didn't know that was snowing. Okay, all right. Well, thank you for clarifying. <laughs> and Tina, thank you for asking because I was confused right. too. Oh my! Oh funny. goodness! I love it. I love it, ain't Lou? Well, I tell you, it's never a dull moment. Never a dull moment. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That's the number to call to talk to the ladies. Tonight on LL Sports 2. Okay, so before we get into um, another one of the uh, the dialogues that I'm looking forward to, um, I did want to uh, just give this information here um, for the Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens. Linebacker Jalen Ferguson, he died, um, he was 26 years old. Uh, No cause of death has been given, and the medical examiner, they are still trying to find the cause of death. Uh, but he was un- he was found unresponsive in his home um, last night. He played 38 games in three seasons with the Ravens. He holds the FBS record for career sacks uh, with 45 while at Louisiana Tech. Um, they're saying that there were no signs of trauma, no foul play, but uh, cause of death is still under investigation. But again, Jalen Ferguson dies um, at the age of 26. Man, just these young brothers dying with. Um, natural causes it seeming like or no no foul play so hopefully that family will be able to get some uh, closure here uh, in the next uh, upcoming days <clears throat> um, ladies any uh, comments or anything you wanted to make on that story just no, praying just, for the um, yeah just feeling the same way you are it just seems like and I didn't text you you know usually when I hear notes like that I usually text you but it's like for the last few weeks, all I've been doing is sending you stories like that. It's just amazing how um, how some of these young guys are just dying like this. It is just I, I don't I, I don't know. It's just really sad. So sad. Yeah, Twenty-five year olds. Oh, go ahead. We're gonna have to pray for these families. Just pray for them and pray for these our athletes as well because. You know, they're not getting killed now. They're just dying. It's just, you know, oh, so much happening. Hmm. We're living in the last day. Go ahead and talk about it. I could not wait to get to this storyline right here. Seems like every week it's an update, new news, breaking news, something. But I think this one is the, this is the, maybe we're moving in the right direction. But direction, which direction, I do not know. But let's see. Let's talk about it. Deshaun Watson, breaking news that his lawyer says that the lawyer for the uh, plaintiff, I should say, he has decided to settle 20 out of the 24 lawsuits against him. So according to attorney Tony Busby, again, he is the attorney for the 24 plaintiffs, um, says that all but four of the lawsuits filed against Deshaun Watson have settled. Uh, Since March 16th of 2021, there are 25 lawsuits that have been filed against Watson. And of those 25, one was dropped uh, by the plaintiff when the judge ruled her petition had to be amended with her name, so she didn't want to put her name, so she dropped. But then the other 20, excuse me, out of the 24 have settled. According to Busby, 
He says, I quote, we are working through the paperwork related to those settlements. Once we have done so, those particular cases will be dismissed. The terms and amounts of the settlements are confidential. We won't comment further on the settlements or those cases. Busby also noted that Ashley Solis, uh, she was the first woman to file the lawsuit, uh, file a lawsuit against Watson. I'm sorry, and the first to speak publicly and identify herself. She is not one of the 20 who have settled. Busby went on to say, "I quote: Ashley Solis is one of the heroes of this story. Her case has not settled, and thus her story and that of other of the three other brave women will continue. I look forward to trying these cases in due course, consistent with other docket obligations and the court's schedule." End quote. We all know two grand juries in Texas declined to pursue criminal charges against Watson earlier this year. Um, at the league spring meeting, Commissioner Roger Goodell said that he thought the NFL was nearing the end of its investigation, but they couldn't give a timeline for when a ruling w- might be made. Um, NFL spokesman Brian McCarthy, he said on Tuesday um, that today's development, meaning yesterday, had no impact on the collectively bargained disciplinary process. Um, Busby also said in a statement that without Solis, uh, without her courage and willingness to come forward, the NFL wouldn't currently be contemplating discipline. There would be no examination of how teams might knowingly or unknowingly enable certain behavior. Sports teams wouldn't be reviewing their personnel screening processes. And this important story wouldn't have dominated the sports headlines for more than a year. Excuse me. we know that Watson, he took to, uh, he had a press conference. Well, uh, they were in training camp, and so he spoke to, um, to the press, um, and he said, I quote, I do understand that I do have regrets as far as the impact that it's had on the community and people outside of just myself, and that includes my family. That includes this organization. That includes my teammates in this locker room that have to answer to these questions. That includes the fan base of the Cleveland Browns. That includes males females, everyone across the world. That's one thing I do regret is the impact that it's triggered on so many people. It's tough to have to deal with. But in everything and through all of this, Deshaun Watson vehemently denies that he did any wrongdoing, that he never assaulted anyone, and he, you know, that he would not do um, commit these types of assaults against a woman. He has denied this to his core. With all of that being said, ladies, um, how do you feel about Watson deciding to settle with him being so adamant about his innocence? Um, that's my 1A. And just, you know, just your overall thoughts on him settling uh, 20 out of the 24 cases. Um, Terry, we'll have you kick that off. Well, you know, I have a lot of thoughts going on in my head right now about this uh this case, my first thought is, if you're innocent, you haven't, you know, committed any of these uh, crimes or any, anything, why would you settle 20 out of 24? Don't sell all. Why don't you just sell all? You're selling 20 out of 24. I know sometimes, you know, people may say, okay, let me just get this monkey off my back. But I'm sure if he's selling, he's selling with some good money. It ain't no hundred, you know, two fifty. I'm sure he's putting out some money. So 
that's just that's my my first thought. But my I have my other my next thought is as far as the the NFL. You know, when when will the punishment come? You know, is it coming before the season starts, or are they going to wait till later on in the season to do whatever they're going to do? You know, put set him on the sideline or whatever. But I just before I was just thinking more. You know, when one person find out that something is going on, you know how everybody get on the phone and start calling everybody. Like, okay, well, you know, I heard this and I heard that, so you know, they they get together and plot something. Say, okay, well, I'm gonna say this and you say this, so we're gonna get our story straight before we go to court. But now I'm starting to believe, you know. Deshaun Watson is guilty somewhere. Because I just can't see him paying, you know, 20 out of 24, paying, you know, that many people off. Okay. All right. Now, I do want to say um, I do have a question about the NFL and them making their decision. So, um, Terry, mm-hmm. you kind of touched on it, but I, I do have a follow-up question regarding the NFL. So, um, Aunt Lou, what are your thoughts on – um, how do you feel about, you know, Watson deciding to settle uh, with him being so adamant with his innocence? It's obvious he's guilty if he don't settle with 20. I mean, I wouldn't, if, if, I'm, if, if I didn't do it, nobody would get a dime from me. Last time I checked, why would I pay you for something and I, and I didn't do it? I mean, that's crazy. Come on. So, uh, so 20 out of 24, I'm only concerned with the 24 or whatever, but my thing is the boy's guilty and he should, he needs some help. He needs some help. He's got some serious problems for him with all these women, you know, and then I don't know if he got pressure from the, from the team or whatever. They want to do this before, he, you know, the season starts or whatever, but it's just like, it doesn't make any sense. You sitting up here lying and, and all the time your butt was guilty. Oh my goodness! Right, three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. We do have the fearsome force on a full round table in the house tonight. Ain't Lou, Terry, Janelle, and TJ. Janelle, your thoughts on Watson deciding to settle with him being so adamant about his innocence? I. Okay, so here's the thing. I don't know whether he is guilty or not. I know how it looks. I know how it presents. But I understand why he why he decided to settle. Um, when you're talking about leaving your um, your future um, in the hands of someone else making the decision, um, it's easier to settle as opposed to allowing somebody else to say, okay. This many people, you're guilty. You need to pay, you know, this astronomical amount of money. A lot of times when you settle, you settle and end up paying less than what you would have if you had just gone to court. Um, I don't, uh, I don't disagree with the ladies. I, I feel like that's it, it. It doesn't look. It does not look uh, good on his part. The fact that he is settling, but I definitely understand why he did it. Okay. I guess my thing, my my other thing, my other thing is that I'm glad that this is uh, coming to a head that he is trying to get this out the way so we can concentrate on some stinking football. Yep. Yep. 
Yeah, that, that's going to lead to my 1B of this question. Um, this has to be the first, uh, I, right now I can think of the only, but I'm pretty sure it is. But this has to be the only story where I am more confused with how I feel or my opinions as the, the information is released. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm confused. I, I, that, I'm, let me just put that out there. With that being said, and I love that this is one of the reasons why I love this show, because it shows how different we think as people. I don't see this as Deshaun settling with 20 of the 24, because how would you decide that you want to do just 20? If, if he could do all 24, I would think he would. I think it's that 20 of the 24 women are okay with settling, and this is what their intent was the whole time. Because if right. you have four that are still holding out, that means that it might not be about the money for them. They are really trying to get either justice or they want something to be put on record or they want this man's character to be on question what is something. But money was not or is not their main objective, which is why they're holding out. For those other 20, I think this is what they wanted in the beginning. So that leads me to my question of why now? Deshaun, why are you settling now? What is it that you couldn't have settled this time last year? or that you don't feel like you want to wait or hold out. So why are you settling now? And then so I want ladies to, to, to kind of tap on that one or, or comment on that one real quick. And then, um, Terry, you, you um, touched on this one a bit too. Do you think that the settlement will affect the NFL's decision on the punishment? Um, do you think this will come into play at all? Maybe is this what the NFL was waiting on? Uh, maybe did they know this was coming through the pipelines? But do you think that the settlements will affect their decision? And what do you believe the punishment will be since he has now settled with 20 of the 24? Um, Aunt Lou, we'll have you kick off with that. Uh, do I think that the settlement is going to uh, affect him in, in his his uh, place on the team? No. How well, do you think is will the NFL? Do you think that the settlements will affect how the NFL decides to punish him? Do you think it will play any part in the fact that he is? Oh yes, I'm, I'm sure of that. Yeah, I'm sure that's going to happen. And that was some good thinking that you said that the other women want. They didn't settle just for the money. They want to see him get, you know, be exposed as as what he is, a pervert. So uh, I I'd never even thought about it like that, but that's a good good uh, you know take on it. But yeah. Uh, I, I do think it does. I think it will. Terry, do you think the settlement will affect? Do you think the settlement will affect the punishment uh, given down by the NFL? And what do you believe the punishment will be now, since there is a settlement? I think I think that it will. What what it will? I think that it will um, affect the punishment as far as you know the NFL bring forth, um, but. Your first question, as far as um, why did um, Deshaun decide decide to settle now, and he possibly could have did it early on. Um, I think probably because he's getting, you know, looking ahead as far as you know, getting ready the season, getting ready to start, and he wanted to try to squash this, get it out of the way, but. Still, it doesn't make sense because you have you settled with twenty out of the twenty-four. 
so unless the, the 20, like you say, would just have just in it for the money, and then the four, if you want to make a statement, make an example out of him, that it will affect his career overall. So that's that's my my view of that. And do you have any thoughts on what the NFL punishment may be now with with the settlements being or? Do, I, do I do not. Yeah, well, I I don't um I I do I do not. Other than you know they may uh, bench him or either fine him you know x amount of dollars. Janelle, why now, and will it affect the NFL settlement um, um, punishment? I'm sorry, Miss um, Terry. I meant to say this um, with the last question. Let me just um, tell you because I don't want you bringing any harm to yourself. Don't ever, 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 ever hold your breath waiting on the NFL to make a decision about something because we all know they take their sweet time doing everything. So please, by all means, don't wait on them to give you an answer. Um, I personally think that the NFL already knows what they're going to do. They're just dragging this out. I don't think that these settlements are going to make a difference one way or another about what they're going to do to him. I think they have that decision made already. I think that they're probably waiting for for everything to be settled before they actually make their decision. But I think they already know what they're doing, honestly. I really do. It's, this is what they do. They, they just drag things out uh, to, for whatever reason. I have no idea. But my frustration with the situation is that, the longer this goes on, the longer it's going to be before he's able to know whether or not he's going to be able to start at the beginning of the season. Just get it over with. Stop playing. Yeah. Like I said, I, I'm I'm just more confused today than I was when I first heard the story. Um, why now? Is it to try to bring closure before August, September? Um, I'm in total agreement with you, with you, Janelle. I believe that the NFL already knows what they want to do. It's just a matter of are they going to pull the trigger on it. And the longer this takes, and, of course, I, I don't know. I haven't talked to Roger Goodell this week. Stop it now like I really talked to Roger, but, you know, one day. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> on. um, but I really feel like <clears> – <throat> They don't want to suspend him for the year. I think there's been talks and communication, and that is why the Cleveland Browns structured Deshaun's contract to be so insignificant the first year, only making $1 million, and then he'll get the remainder of the, what, two dollars um, throughout, you know, his, his tenure with the, with the Browns. But I think that there was some type of negotiation, whether the NFL was involved in it or not. Maybe this was just the Cleveland Browns trying to be proactive and be like, okay, what's the worst that could happen? He could be suspended for the whole year, and then, okay, so we lose that, but then he doesn't lose, his, his, lose out on his money. Um, so I, but I honestly don't think that the NFL wants to suspend him for the year. 
And whatever it is that they want to do, they know the backlash that it's going to cause. They know they're going to get, you know, just reamed over the coals, and they're just trying to prolong that as long as they can. Maybe they think another story is going to break. I have no idea. But I really don't think that the league wants to suspend him for the year, but they're going to be forced to do that. That's the only reason that's plausible to me. Otherwise, what are you waiting on? I mean, because it does, it does not take for um, criminal or anything the court of law to bring punishment down on a player for the NFL to decide what they want to do. It never has been that way. We've always seen the NFL mm-hmm. take take charge or, or make decisions, and criminal cases have, have, haven't even come to court or, you know, they're still waiting trial, whatever. So what is it about this Deshaun Watson case that the NFL can't say what his punishment is? And I, I'm, I'm just starting to believe that they, they know it's going to cause a firestorm, and, and they're just trying to prolong it as long as they can. But I really don't think that they want to suspend him for the whole year. And I don't think they're going to suspend him for the whole year. I don't, I don't think they would do that. But, you know, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I just don't know, you know, what what is it that they just won't come out and say? What are you waiting on? <laughs> What are you waiting on, NFL? I, I don't get it. But for him to do it now, for him to do the settlement now, um, maybe this is just his way of, of trying to, to get to the to the finish line a little bit quicker. Uh, but I will admit, I am extremely confused for a person who is adamant about their their innocence to settle, uh, unless you're just trying to make it go away. But those two, I, I just don't see how they sit in a room together. I'm innocent, but I'm going to settle. Um, I don't know. But only thing, time will tell. I don't know what it's going to tell us next week, and I have a feeling I'm going to be even more confused next week when something <laughs> else comes out. Okay. <laughs> and with that being, uh, the NBA draft, it is tomorrow. NBA draft tomorrow. Um Janelle, shout-out to your Braves, Freddie Freeman. He will be returning um, this Sunday. They have their um, series coming up um, with the uh, it's the Dodgers, right? Yeah, the Dodgers uh, coming up Sunday. Will you be in attendance at any of the games? Not this weekend. I, nope, I can't. Very sad, though, because, <laughs> you know, I love me some Freddie Freeman. I'm definitely going to catch that Sunday game because I want to see the, the uh, reaction that old Freddie gets uh, from, from Truist Park. But with that, that is a wrap. It is the show, ladies. Um, I did have one more question, but I have a feeling we'll probably talk about this a little bit more next week, so I'm going to hold that question for next week. So with that, ladies, it is time for your shout-outs. And we will start with Terry. Ladies, I love you guys from the bottom of my heart. I miss you guys when I'm not here. Um, but I was so glad to be among you tonight. I even came in my room and locked the door, told the grandkids and my husband, I am going on Tina's show. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I want to be at peace. But I do. I truly miss you guys. I love you guys. And as always, Tina, thank you for the dialogue. I mean, it is phenomenal. I love you guys and be blessed. Right back at you, Terry. So happy to have you for the whole full two hours, too. It was awesome. Janelle. 
Miss Terry, I'm so grateful that you were able to grace us with your presence tonight. It was absolutely fantastic because you truly are missed when you're not here. Um, Thank and you. I love you so much. Um, I would like to send a shout out um, and a congratulations to the Mitchell twins, Mikhail and Makai, um, for uh, for uh, declaring for the draft for the draft for the NBA draft tomorrow. Um, also to um, uh, what's his name, Scotty Pippen Jr. and Sharif uh, O'Neal. And I'm hoping that these guys can get a chance to get. <laughs> I'm hoping that these guys can can get um, get placed with a team where they can um, be able to utilize their skills. Um, uh, Miss Lucinda, uh, thank you so much for the lyrics tonight. Fantastic job. Um, and I love you as well, Miss Miss Tina. You were so out of control tonight. I just don't even know what to do with you. Sometimes I don't. You pulled that New Jack City out your out out your back pocket somewhere. I don't know what's going on with you tonight. I really don't. But I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, I love the fact that you put so much thought into um your preparation for the show and the things that you want to talk about because it's always thought provoking. Always. Um, give us all something to think about. And I love the fact that we all have different opinions and take things and we literally hit every single, um, every single situation and uh, within your topic so that we were able to cover everybody's opinion. I love it. Uh, I'm, I'm absolutely so proud of you and so thankful for you and so grateful for you. So I want you to keep up the good, keep up the good work and know that you are loved and know that you are blessed. Amen. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you, Janelle. Yes, I love the the fact, like you said, we all have different um, views and how we are able to see things um, so differently. It, it makes for for great um, dialogue. So definitely, um, and I love you too. Hey, Lou. Oh, I have birthday shout out first. First and foremost, uh, we have a birthday on the twenty fifth of June. And that is my, I think she's my Aunt Gladys or Cousin Gladys. She's one of them. But I want to say happy 90, 94th birthday, uh, Aunt, Aunt Cousin Gladys. She's one of them, y'all. And she'll be 94. That's a blessing. And then I have on the on the 26th, I have Keith Lee. That's Daniel's godfather. He will be 64 on his birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you, kids. Happy birthday, Gladys. And lastly but not least is on June 27th, uh, we have a seventh, uh, little Jordan uh, Feasdale, that's her junior's child, is going to be seven on the on the, uh, on the the 27th. I want to shout out to him. Happy birthday, all you beautiful people. I love you. I love you. I love you. All right, now getting back to the girls. Miss um, Terry, I'm so glad that you, as, as Janelle said, you graced us with your presence. Because Lord knows we've been missing you. And she really, you know, thinks she, she, she really be hurting when you're not here. Uh, but I try to be, oh, I try to go easy on her. Uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, Janelle, I want to say to you, uh, you're just precious as gold. You really are. And I love you more than you realize. And, and you know, you might not believe me, but I do. TJ. Uh, that man that came on the show tonight, he was just prophesying. You know, God sent counterfeits before they send the real thing. You know that, right? So that was a counterfeit. <laughs> but you're going to be syndicated. Let's say that. Can I get a witness up in here? 
Hey, you will be syndicated, TJ. You will be syndicated, and so, and and, and and when when it happens, it's like uh, I hope that we hope he come on the show. We'll see him another time, but just know that uh, God is doing a new thing, and 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 what the devil meant for evil, God turns it into good. All right, now. I just want to say I'm so proud of you. The show was wonderful. The, the material, everything was great, just the dialogue and stuff. I love how we just dig deep and, 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 and give our own opinions of this, that, these, and those. And, you know, and that's what's so good about, you know, God making us all different. We might be females, but we are all different, and that's a good thing. So um, I just want to say I love you. I keep on doing what you're doing. I look forward to what God is going to do in the future with this show. Amen. Amen. Thank you, A. Lou. Amen. And I love you right back. All right, ladies. Until next time, God willing. See y'all next Wednesday, 8 p.m. I love you. Love you, Love you, ladies. Bye, ladies. Bye. Bye now. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies on LL Sports 2, a full round table to fill some foursome in the house tonight. Janelle, Terry, Aunt Lou, and TJ. All right, so let's see our Wednesday Wikipedia for June 22nd. We're almost through this month, y'all. It's about to be the holiday, and then you know what that means, two weeks, and then it's going to be training camp. Oh, yeah, do you feel it? Can you feel it? Oh, yes, you can, because I surely can. Okay, and sing. 1939. <laughs> All that drama, I tell you, I just can't help it. 1939, Joe Lewis, he defeated Max Schimling in 124 seconds. That was a quick uh, quick fight. What do you think? In 1979, Troy Archer of the New York Giants, he died in a traffic accident. 1990, Billy Joel, he became the first rock artist to perform at Yankee Stadium. 2002, Daryl Kyle of the St. Louis Cardinals, he was found dead in his hotel room. And then in 2003, Michelle Wee, she won her first USGA title at the age of 13. She was the youngest person to win and any adult USGA event. That's golf. All right. So, of course, a great big shout-out to each and everyone who tuned in um, to the show on the timeline. Thank you so much for all of the dialogue there. Um, of course, a great big shout-out to the ladies. Um, birthdays today, oh, who were featured, Lionel Richie. He turned uh, 73 on the 20th. Birthdays today, Meryl Street turns 72, Danny Green. 34, Carson Daly turns 48, Elizabeth Warren, she turns 72, Portia Williams turns 40, and Cindy Lauper, time after time, she turns 68 today. So happy birthday, shout-outs to them. <clears throat> Great big shout-out to Marlon. Shout-out to Ronbo of Ronbo Sports. Shout-out to the Chambers brothers, Marvin and Harold Chambers. Shout-out to, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, it's bothering my throat. Happy birthday to a fan favorite, Philip Richardson, our resident Cowboys fan. He celebrates his birthday today, so happy birthday. Shout-out to him. Um, again, of course, a great big shout-out to the ladies. Ain't Lou for bringing the strength once again with Lucinda's lyrics. If you missed it, make sure that you catch it on the podcast or on the recording, um, and especially those sound effects. You did it, Ain't Lou. We didn't know what you were doing, but we, we found out. <laughs> What awesome job as always, and again, Terry, as we as the lady said, we are you are definitely missed when you're not on the show. We understand though, um, so whenever you are able to bless us with your presence, it is a treat. And of course, to Janelle, uh, rounding out that uh, fearsome foursome, you know, uh, anytime, anytime anyone is missing, um, it is a void. But uh, we love to have that full round table. So I love you, ladies. And uh, let's see, shout-out to my daddy. Um, I do want to give a, a, a huge shout-out to my daddy. 
Um, he is being awarded this week with the ABA, that's the American Bankers Association. Y'all bear with me because there's a lot of tongue-tying words here, all these big uh, intellectual words, so hold on with me, okay? But it's the ABA Distinguished Service Award for Compliance. Now, this award recognizes leadership, initiative, and accomplishment in banking regulatory compliance management, as well as volunteer service through the ABA. Um, he is the 28th recipient of this award. So i got to give us some um, let's see, my daddy, he was um, the FDIC Deputy Regional Director for the Division of Depositor and Consumer Protection in the Chicago Regional Office. Woo, say that three times fast. Um, and he did, he retired from FDIC, Federal Deposit Incorporation, Insurance Corporation, I'm sorry. Um, he retired after 39 years. So shout out to my daddy for winning that distinguished award for his service. Um, in big words, that just means... Uh, he was in control of making sure that your money was insurance, you know, and insured at the banks. You know, when you go and you deposit your money, there's insurance for that. So in case something happens to it. But, yeah, that's what the FDIC, that's what they do. All right. So shout out to my daddy, Lawrence Jackson. Shout out to my brother, D'Angelo Jackson. I love you, fellas. Um, and, of course, last but by no means least, to my mom, Miss Denise Green, for everything you do for me, for LL Sports 2, um, the timeline, just your – uh, your expertise, um, your love, unconditional love and support, um, not only, like I said, for what you do for the show, but mostly um, your love, your unconditional love for me and making me and um, having me strive to be a better, better person. I love you. All right, y'all, so that is going to do it for the show tonight. We'll be back next Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To join us, 347-826-7924. That is the number to call. So that leaves us time for only one more thing. That is TJ's Motivational Moment. If you follow me on Facebook or Instagram, you know that I was uh, pretty busy last week, uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I attended the inaugural sports, uh, Black Sports Business Symposium here in Atlanta, um, an absolutely amazing event, especially for it to be the inaugural um, one here in Atlanta. I don't know what I was expecting, but it superseded all of my expectations. Um, so for the co-founders, uh, Gregory Gibson, Jr., Kevin DeMoff, and Steve Weiss, they did an excellent job to their staff, to Mercedes-Benz, to Arthur Blank. Um, it was just an outstanding symposium, um, and I can only uh, look forward to what they have to bring in the future. Uh, the keynote speaker, we had three different keynote speakers each night, again, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. But for Thursday night, it was Deion Sanders, Coach Prime. And if you know Coach Prime, if you've ever seen him, you know, he's a jokester. He's um, he's very outspoken. Um, you know, he does not hold his tongue, does not bite his tongue. But he was so phenomenal in the point of his education, of what he was trying to teach, because it was, it was um, students and it was professionals in the audience. Um, but what he was trying, the message he was trying to, to portray and the one thing that I commend him for, he started off his, his interview. He said, what is your why? Why are you here? Why did you spend your money to, to, to buy the plane ticket or the hotel room? Why are you sitting in the presence of this symposium, and what is it that you're trying to achieve? You have to know your why in order to know where you're going. Um, and I just thought that was so profound. Um, and I'm so thankful that I was able to, um, to answer and to get um, – clarification and to get, um, uh, what is the word I'm looking for, it was solidified, my why, of being there. 
Um, you know, things don't happen. I do not believe in coincidence. I do not believe in circumstance. I believe that everything happens for a reason, and I know that it happens in God's timing. So, But I do want to pose that question to everyone out there that's listening tonight. What is your why? Why is it that you're working towards, uh, what is it that you're working, you know, uh, working towards it for? Is it for your family? Is it for self-gratification? Is it for elevation? Um, only you can answer that, but you have to know your why in order to know where you're going and what you're striving for and what you'll need to do in order to make that happen. So, again, um, I, I just thought that was so, proud, pro, so profound. What is your why? Um, I want to leave you with tonight's quote. Um, I got this from Muhammad Ali. It says, quote, it's lack of faith that makes people afraid of meeting challenges, and I believed in myself. That is the number one step, y'all. You have to believe it in order to believe it in order for you to achieve it. And if you don't believe in yourself, you cannot expect anyone else to believe in you. That is another one of the things that Coach Prime preached, and he drilled in, in each and every one of us there. No one else can believe that you are going to reach those mountaintops. No one else is going to believe that you are going to reach the, the highest of the highs, whatever it is that you're setting out to do. So once you found out, find out that why, you have to believe and know that you can achieve it. If you can see it, you can achieve it. Believe in yourself because no one else is going to believe in you more than you will believe in you. And only you can make it happen. I'm TJ, and that's my motivational moment. Until next time, be good to others, be good to yourselves, but most of all, y'all be blessed. Bye-bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.